And salutations, me and me. This is uh, Cage's Kiss, the co- podcast about how you say Nicolas Cage, which covers all his cinematic masterpieces and his live Cajun style, me and me. <laughs> ah, we also share how you say the, the kernels of Cage wisdom from his masterpiece that week. And I would be a guy from New Orleans or Adrian. <laughs> Who that? <laughs> My name is Linda, but uh, the the fat ass bunny jumped or something. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, the, the horny rabbit humps. <laughs> the cheese bunny jump. I, I don't. I, no, I don't. The bunny, who the bunny. fuck are you? The horny bunny jumps. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see the bunnies. <laughs> I'm Pooh Bear, and I got stuck in a hole going for honey. <laughs> Oh, hell, that's Seeking honey. Oh, Justice. Bob. Oh, what the fuck this week? <clears throat> I well, don't we're know, all but... splayed and bleeding because we got butt fucked by Seeking Justice. It's a trip back down to fucking New Orleans, the city that Cage doesn't have the courage to leave. Yeah, though he should. <laughs> yeah, okay. you know, you know what? You know, it, it worked out for entirely one film, Wild at Heart. That's about it. Everything else he did set there is shit. And it didn't like while at heart didn't even like spend much time there. <laughs> yeah, no, you, but right, but but the part in New Orleans wasn't shitty, unlike say Zandali, you know. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't much going wild either. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't have any beads. I don't see tits. You know? Yeah, Nick Cage kept but his shirt on. This is sad, Professor <laughs> Port of Call, New Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> you did to get that awesome like scene with him wearing the mask. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the yeah, oh, it's a great there's mask. a butt there's a butt i didn't know that i took inner city kids to the symphony oh yeah you know, you, know, you should have seen the way he treated those kids it was real human you know <laughs> it's like an angel, like an angel. <laughs> fuck okay. i don't know if you all had this but i really when they were dancing i just kind of chuckled because i was thinking god how i would love it if he went full keanu and did a devil's advocate while they were dancing and just took a <laughs> bite out of his wife's ass. There's no reason. I'm drunk. I'm going to bite your ass because I'm, 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 I'm a fan of man. I'm a fan of man. And his ass. <laughs> well, you do get to say him or hear, uh, hear, hear him say weird shit like that he he deems as uh, New Orleans and Cajun. Like, who that? Come on, who that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. We love fuck? New Orleans. Like, well, I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Cage. There's been a murder right now. Like, yeah, New Orleans, it's great murder. We like <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <Woo. laughs> we so, love um, it. <laughs> so th- this, this movie apparently uh, has its birth in 2009. It came out in 2011, but but in 2009, it was on the Hollywood blacklist of the best-liked unproduced scripts of that year. Uh, I which love is the making blacklist. me think, if this script, Usually. if the script was anything like the movie we got, that blacklist is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I trust Franklin Leonard, 
but uh but i, I trust sheldon Ludditch. what's that got to do with anything <laughs> <laughs> well he's the one who does the who curates the blacklist but oh. he um oh, okay then i gotta i can only assume that the original script was vastly different from this okay so that's the thing like i i love the premise uh, it's, I, I think sure, it's an there, there, really interesting. There, there are solid elements to the premise. It's, the trouble is, is like when it came to making it into a movie. Yeah. Well, my problem was with the dialogue, mostly. Mostly. Well, and, and the fact that it's a terrible, humorless, like, serious pile of shit. It well, really that. had oh, an interesting subject. But it just got raped repeatedly. Oh, well, for what you know, well, I've got I've got various reasons why, and they involve the people working on the movie here. But um, let's let's uh, let's first things first here. So this pile of shit costs thirty million dollars somehow. Jesus, um, and it doesn't mm-hmm. look like it, right? It looks like no. a fucking Hallmark movie. It looks like it cost nothing. It looks like it looks like an IFC just- movie. <laughs> Honestly. Um and it so it it it, it only made twelve million dollars worldwide. Um and it actually had plenty of time to make that movie because it, the the year the release in Europe was much earlier than in than in the US. It, it came out in two thousand eleven in Europe. It didn't actually make it to theaters over here, and it did actually come to theaters somehow uh, in two thousand twelve is when it made it here. Um <laughs> it opened at number twenty seven. <laughs> which I think my, it's if it's not the lowest opening we've ever seen, it's the lowest opening we've seen in a long time. Like that's probably opening lower than Zandali. Like, and uh, I I read somewhere that the domestic gross was only four hundred and eleven dollars. Uh, four hundred eleven thousand. Excuse me, seven hundred forty-six dollars. I mean, I would have believed four hundred eleven dollars no too. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is like a huge bomb, and uh, well, 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 apparently this. Uh, sent no straight to, to video in Germany. Yeah, well, you know, it's because Germans are like, oh, do I want to see that? No. no. <laughs> they had taste. <laughs> I would rather go to Dusseldorf for some chocolates. <laughs> God, I would too. <laughs> so uh, the number one in the box office when this did come out in America was 21 Jump Street. And uh, also mm-hmm. out was the Will Smith, uh, sorry, the, the Will Ferrell movie, uh, Casa de Mi Padre, which is much better than this. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, so here's the big reason I think this is a piece of shit. I like, like, like as to why it happened. Um, cause this was directed by Roger Donaldson <laughs> <laughs> and Roger Donaldson. If you don't know the name, was possibly the most workmanlike hack in the business. Mm-hmm. Um, he's from New Zealand. We have bad luck with guys from New Zealand. Um, he did the recruit with Colin Farrell and Al Pacino. Uh, you may have seen that and just don't remember because it's a mind eraser. <laughs> Um, he did that remake of The Getaway with Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger. Oh, my. He did Cocktail with Tom Cruise, a Worst Picture nominee <laughs> in 1988. I think one, actually, if it was Golden Razzies. Uh, he did The First Species. Oh, and, sh- and he did Dante's Peak. Oh, boy. Yeah. Gotta, gotta go get Grandma. She won't leave her house and that volcano's going off. Oh, <laughs> You, well, you know, like, 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 much like Species Two. At least you could say Species One. You at least you could say it's not Species Two with Dante's Peak. You're like, well, at least it wasn't volcano. <laughs> well, uh, I, I was explaining the the story to my husband because you know we're we're working from home, and he was right behind me as I was watching it. <laughs> were you just shouting it out like while he wasn't looking you're like oh no oh no she got raped oh no no he was saying that he hasn't he hasn't seen it before 
And um, I like most said, <laughs> well, it, it seems that there's this organization where um, they they will myrtleize somebody uh, for someone else. And so like it's like a crisscross crisscross thing. And, yeah. you know, like that way, you know, the person wouldn't be implicated as the, the suspect. And Carlos says, so they're paying it forward with murder? <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. Haley Joel Osment in all of this? Yeah. Pretty much. I mean, in the movie Pay It Forward, the kid did get paid forward with murder also. You know, yeah. it's just, we're not supposed to pay, that's not supposed to be our takeaway somehow. This movie tells us there are a lot of child pornographers. Yeah, that's right, why right, keeps right. coming it's up. Like, how dare you, you dirty pedophile? Wait a minute, the hungry rabbit chunks? No way, man, you too? Oh, man, <laughs> you're not actually a pedophile? Like, not at all, I'm a professor. You can still be a pedophile, though. Ah, <laughs> you too, you old son of a bitch. <laughs> I am. Yeah, this yeah, no, organization <laughs> is as popular as the Masons in the National Treasure movies. So, so you, you, you notice that they, they, they only list like three types of crimes is the kind of crime they go for. It's like, you got to be a pedophile, a rapist, or a murderer. And it's like, mm-hmm. you're the cleaning mm-hmm. society. And I'm thinking like, well, fuck you. If you got a murder for hire ring, kill off the insurance companies. Yeah, <laughs> really. Those bastards need to get stabbed in the fucking throat. There was actually a movie with uh, with Paul Sorvino and uh, and uh, fucking um, oh god, uh, Andrew McCarthy uh, in the nineties. There was a thriller where a guy's framed for his wife's murder, and that ter- it turns out to have been the motivation is because he works for an insurance company. I'm gonna um, say something. We're asked something really stupid, say but it. bear with me. Is is Andrew McCarthy the one from uh, 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 Weekend at Bernie's? I don't know. I, I didn't actually see Wicked at Bernie's. Other <gasps> he's from he's from Mannequin. He was in Mannequin. Oh, okay. That yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah, he's got very distinctive uh, distinctive face. You know, very soft features. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Nothing's gonna stop us now. <gasps> uh, yes. You know, so, this movie uh, would have been better if it was Mannequin Three. right (laughs) see yeah no his wife got attacked he feels incensed but he also doesn't want to report it to the police because it turns out that she's a mannequin and only comes to life when other people aren't looking at her yes and that's when he notices there was a hole (laughs) drilled right at the bottom of the mannequin (laughs) (laughs) oh shit he was the one from uh weekend at bernie's and he was in saint elmo's fire saint elmo's fire (laughs) burning in me I can feel it burning. Um, so Nick Cage plays chess, and it's shown to show he's intelligent, I guess. But mm. did he you loses, think this though, was gonna sucks. like come into play at some point in the movie? Because it did. No, 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 no Donnie, Donnie, the brilliant, astute observation there. Because there's two. The movie's two themes are are set up in that, and guys wanking around playing games together, and <laughs> uh, and cell phones. There's yeah. the whole cell phone theme in that. Because this is like 2011. I'm like, check out, you guys. You could take a picture with your cell phone. Did you know that? And you're like, and, that movie yeah. Cellular with William H. Macy is nine years old. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you could take a picture or a video with your cellular telephone. You guys, it's amazing. <laughs> At least it didn't reach pocket. levels that Jurassic Park 3 did with the goddamn ringtone. Oh, uh, gosh. Not as good as The Ruins. 
Uh, Thanks, no. Donnie. <laughs> I, I successfully blocked it out of my memory. They, they, they should have called this movie Flip Phone. <laughs> <laughs> you get one of those titles where it's all slanted and it's got the lines through it, so it looks like it's going faster. It's like, wow, Flip Phone technology. Which thriller. I gotta say, I'm still surprised flip phones are a thing still. Yeah, well, actually, the phone I have to carry for work is a flip phone. Hey, hey. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, it makes it easier to put in your pocket. You know, you don't got to get a case for it or nothing. Uh, I mean, like yeah. there were advantages. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, so yeah. we've got Australian actor Guy Pearce in this movie. He's speaking Australian, yeah. except he's doing an American accent as usual. Mm. You may remember him from Memento, but you mostly remember him for be- doing that shitty space prison movie, Lockout. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Lockout, and yet it's not about a tow truck driver. It's kind of weird. Hey. <laughs> and oh and and remember he was in prometheus with that really shitty unconvincing old man makeup it was like the worst old man makeup oh, ever. god you're right yeah old and it's man like Wayland. somebody just like pulled a prank on him and dipped him in spirit gum or something <laughs> you know. like, am i really doing this for a movie <laughs> why is my head twice the normal size can't you just shrink it up with special effects or something i look <laughs> like full moon's head of the family right now and then ridley <laughs> scott just says cool. fuck you it's sci-fi <laughs> Really says like, do not fuck with me. I directed GI Jane. Understand? Uh huh. I am a knight. Shut the fuck up. Well, it did have some uh, really awesome actors in it, though. Um, I was surprised. January Jones from Weir Marshall in Mad Men. Hey, I I enjoyed her in Mad Men. With a name like January Jones, you'd think she's a character created by the Wachowski twins. I did think it was a porn actress at first, but <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. I mean, that person. is a porn name. <laughs> it's it's like fuck January Jones. Give me Tuesday Weld. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but it also had uh, Harold Perrineau from uh, Lost in uh, Oz. And uh, also. It had Xander Berkeley come back, the guy from uh, who was in Kick Ass, and uh, yeah. he was the the cab driver, the asshole ca- cab driver leaving Las oh, Vegas. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to cover my ass. Something you should have done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, the only thing this movie did was surprise me when it went from what it was trying to be into a freaking action movie right at the end. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the bit where it's like, I stole this Escalade. I'm going to jump in front of a train. Oh, wait, the budget's only $30 million. I can't jump in front of the train. Uh, <laughs> uh, back up. Uh, yeah, cop car. Uh, oh, are you alive, Mr. Cop? Are you okay? For this, for a second here, the movie's going to be rated PG. Are you okay, buddy? Would you like a cookie? Yeah. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, they have, like, this awesome cast. And, oh, shit, right. They had a... um. Uh, what's her name? Uh, um, Kathleen. Yeah, no, Wilkley? right, right. Uh, uh, um, uh, Dexter's sister's in this. And, oh uh, yeah, they have her of too. Emily Rose herself. I yeah. don't remember her name, and I don't care. So, but uh, Kathleen Wilhoit, the one who uh who played uh the uh the the mother that he was following around, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> that must have been really hard to do. Just go to the zoo and we'll flee me at a distance. Well, how will I know when I'm in the movie? Just go to the zoo every day. <laughs> Okay, now buy a candy bar. No, go take a leak. I don't need to go right now. What? 
Well, she was also in um in Roadhouse. Roadhouse. I fucking love Roadhouse. Why didn't yeah. we watch Roadhouse? <laughs> because we had to watch a movie about Nick Cage's wife getting wingdang doodled against her will by a guy in boots and then get him killed off because Nick Cage buys two candy bars from a vending machine when he a guy says, "Uh, you know, totally we can take care of that guy for candy you." Bar. He buys yes. a forever yes. bar. It's like, oh, we can't put me a real candy bar. And you look at the label in there. It's <clears> like, <throat> there, no, that would never be a candy bar. No one would ever buy no. that. It doesn't even read. And what <laughs> kind of a cup watches you that closely while you're picking out a candy <laughs> what, what's bar? What's going on there, boss? You're going to get the forever the bar? bar. Hey, maybe I'm going to imply a forever bar is healthy. <laughs> you don't want a healthy bar. You want a Snickers. You are not you when you're hungry. <laughs> You sound like Al Pacino, and this would have been great if he was in this movie. Wait, Roger Donaldson should have just had him come back. <laughs> but what I, I what I was meaning to say was that like with Nicolas Cage and January Jones, I feel like it was just so fucking flat. Like they're it, they're, loveless they're barely marriage. in the goddamn movie. There's no there, there's this is this is a movie. This is typical of Roger Donaldson, by the way. This is a movie that fears distinction. This, yeah. this and you see that a lot in modern Hollywood, like how movies have no color and anything like that. People are afraid of making decisions, right? Because they don't want anything out there that you could make fun of the movie for. You know, like no, no, no. Oh, this is, yeah, is this is serious. Well, yeah, that's the trouble. It's like it's like it becomes a, a self fulfilling prophecy at that point. Because you made this five generic piece of shit and everything, and it becomes hilarious because you didn't give us anything to distract us. You know. Yeah, I mean that I laugh so much when <laughs> I have to rephrase this. I was about to say after she was raped, but I have, I laugh so hard <laughs> when it said like raped. six months after. And he's coming home. It's their new routine. She asked for bars on the windows and locks on the door. And when he comes in, she announces, is it you? He's like, yes, it's me. He locks the door, comes in, and she immediately comes off like, I sound like such a paranoid person. And he tells her, no, no. you sound like someone who went through something very traumatic. And then she follows it up with, you know, she's like, oh, my God, I feel so paranoid. Maybe I'm overdoing it. And he's like, no, no, you're cool. You're cool. And then she goes, I want a Wait, gun. If she's <laughs> paranoid, I have the movie on right now in the background and it just came home later on. Right. You know, so yeah. after that point, they've only got the one deadbolt. Yeah. Yeah. OK. For one thing, they live in the city. For, right. So nobody only yeah. has one deadbolt in the first place. No. And furthermore, she lives in the city and she's a survivor of rape. Wouldn't they even, at least have the extra thing? You know, maybe the the pull chain. You know, I mean, maybe that even thing in like, the floor with the bar. You know, like 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 people in New York. Like you got to have four minimum. You know, like come on. You're talking three about how houses I've been into. Three houses or apartments, rather, I've been to in Seattle, and four apartments in Paris all had like four to six locks on their doors. Yeah, no, and they got the hardcore metal door. Yeah, yes. the kind that you cannot dent. Right, you know, and the. With a little uh, but, stern wheel you have to but turn. While we're on the subject, I fucking hate their house in this movie. And I yeah. loved it. And, oh god, no, it's awful. It's just it's just generic magazine shit. You know? Oh, I loved it. But <laughs> they got I, those goddamn bookshelves, those airy bookshelves that are just for like like hardcover, like large print, like like first wow, editions wow, of novels okay. and shit. 
Like they're, they're just shitheads. They're terrible shitheads. It's just, it's just further <laughs> evidence of it. It's like, they would, you know, they would never read a paperback. They would never get anything substantive. They're like, look, well, look again, you're supposed to get the idea that pieces. they're professors, they're intellectuals. No, That's why is. he's playing right. chess while she's getting banged in a car. And if he was a professor, he'd have interesting mannerisms and his, his residence would probably be cluttered with really cool stuff. Yeah. Which again, it's like his character makes no sense with how they're setting him up and how he no, acts. No, not at all. Yeah. It's like it's two different people entirely. And the, again, that's there's a lot of things they set up in this film and you think are going to pay off in the end, but they don't. The only thing that consistently but they think did they have themes. They think they do. Yeah. It's they like the only thing that consistently do. was set up was when he tells his wife, I will not have a gun in this house. We don't need to. And she immediately goes and buys a gun, gets one quick line about this is how you stand when you shoot. And then at the end of the movie, oh my god, she actually gets to do the shooting. She gets to fire but her one shot. Gun. Yeah, she's over having shot that kid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was kind of surprised because I was thinking that because um, I I like to go blind into these movies. Like, I don't like to know what to expect. It'll turn you and blind. And so um, I. Well, this is my when, third pass at this movie. When they showed, they, they had that, that scene that like the uh, close up of the sign saying no cell phones or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, they, uh, they showed her, you know, like walking outside and it's night. I was like, <laughs> Like Carla looked over because I said out loud, "Like, oh, wife's gonna, uh, uh, wife's gonna get some daddies. <laughs> like, time, time for murders." <laughs> but then I was just like, "Oh, oh, okay, just rapesies, just oh, okay. it was just rapesies." Oh, God. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, this is, speaking of just. not making decisions, this is also one of those non-exploitive movies. So she pretty much gets knocked mm-hmm. down into a car, and we're like, "Oh, well, what happened from there?" I don't know. They shake hands. Did he tell her a secret? Jesus. <laughs> and I don't although, when the director's it. credit is, I'm not saying see it like to enjoy it. I'm saying in these movies, if there's a traumatic event, you show the traumatic event. Mm. Yes, there there are I non-exploitive mean, ways to depict rape. By the way, it's not. There are. It's not there are a lot. Porn. Yeah, you, you don't like have the to go. I spit scene on your with grave Cage or his wife. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah. yeah. No. Like it's. Yeah. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying like make make the movie into wank material. Mm. I'm saying that if the movie had been a little <laughs> bit bolder, like because like like because because as the as it stands, the edit that the final cut is that our outrage extends to well, she's bruised up and he's upset because he batted her. She batted his hand away in the hospital. Yeah. Room. Yeah. And that that's it. That's supposed to do it. You know, this is another one of those where it really pulls the punches and there's no impact. Well, I don't know if it's because I'm an Oman, but I just like they showed the the shot and I just assumed. I, I just think it's another extension of modern movies and the fact that they play it too safe. That's what I think. Like, yeah, I, 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 I'm not I mean, I'm not promoting rape. I'm saying if a movie is about rape, you kind of have to have some of it in there. That's actually something that Joe Bob said when he was talking about things like the witness and or, I mean, uh, the accused in this is oh, like yeah. you have two movies that deal with the same subject matter entirely differently handled between the two. But it's a difference between Hollywood and people outside where if you're going to make a movie about this topic, you either go all in on it or you don't. Yeah, and you if don't you push don't around like, yeah. yeah. It's I like agree the, with the that. accused. I mean, you remember the accused. Yeah, right? because you know, it's like, so like, like visceral. Her outrage makes yeah. sense, right? Cause, yeah, because it's dwelt on. You know, 
But I mean, it's the same thing as like fire in the sky. It's like without actually having the whole thing of him being on the mm-hmm. ship and having the made up flashback of showing you what happened to him, you're just left to assume this is what happened to him. That it's like, was it's, such a that's great still thing safe, but it still stays by. with you when you have that with it. Yeah. But I don't know. It's like, yeah, we don't need a visceral thing. It's like, I want to see that cum running down our leg. It's like, yeah, no, yeah, you're, no, you no, don't no, need no. that shit. It's no, like, but it's like... I, you still got thing, it. Yeah, I agree. Now that you brought it up, like, you know, with the accused, I, I think, like, some of the power in that movie was just that, like, it it made you uncomfortable and it wasn't letting you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know the reason they didn't do it, because there's the fear there that you'll wind up creating something that somebody will enjoy. You'll think you'll wind up doing savage streets yeah, yeah. and you think you'll be accused of being a pornographer. You but, know, yeah. whereas like, and, like actually, oddly enough, one of the better examples of a non-exploitive rape scene is Rob Zombie's Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There is but, no way to wank to that, you know, like because no, it's, it's awful. No. It's filthy and it's unpleasant, you know, which is what rape should be. Honestly, as far as these things go, even though we're getting into this topic, another Nick Cage film where his wife was drugged and drink while she was drinking and wakes up to find she banged some other guy. She wakes up with her clothes on. So oh, it's assumed right. that he kiss undressed her. Yeah. Oh, in kiss, the of death. kiss of death. It's assumed that he undressed her, had sex and then redressed her. It's just yeah. the weirdest like, part about oh, that is okay. it's like he redressed her and he took the trouble to roofie her. And then at the yeah. end, he's not even denying that it happened to her. It's yeah. like, it's like, can you get on the same page about what's even going on? Cause yeah. even and during that movie, like, like, Oh, Oh shit. Oh, rape. Yeah, like, shit. Yeah, in the car. During that movie. I just bus. thought he was implying to her that they did it and assumed that she would think they did. And that might lead mm. somewhere, but no, she just went full hog with it and took off. Cause they're saying, Oh my God, he did drug her and rape her. But again, you, like like you said, you you don't it have wasn't to like, see hey, it. Remember that time you consented? Remember that? Yeah, I mean, the worst thing you could do is like make a movie where you have somebody just come back out of the blue and say, "Well, I got the test results back, and I definitely have cancer." <laughs> <laughs> don't because worry, you just don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, but thankfully this movie didn't do it. But even then, this is like the least of the movie's problems. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, there's a ton of problems, you know. There are a ton, but, but of I think I think that's an extension from the problem, you know. It, yeah, it, and that and that and that you, you know you know how some movies like you're really you're really there with them, right? You're really in the moment, right? Where yeah. it's not a montage, but it has the scenes, right? And you're paying attention, you're present, right? Yeah. And there are other movies that that don't do so much the scenes, but they do more the montage, you know. And so you're still getting it, and you are engaged in a different way. And this movie doesn't either. <laughs> yeah, like now that, you know, I'm thinking about it more and you guys were talking about it. Like, I I agree that like this whole movie is just like pulling its punches. Yeah. And, you know, and, and I'm not I'm not and it's not it's it's not even about like 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 depicting unpleasant things or not. But they start to, you know, like, like, like they have the yeah. part where she gets taken down. It's not it's not just him getting the call and then going to the hospital because you yeah. could have done it that way, too, you know. It's yeah. about choosing, you know, you know, like the magnet set on the fridge. <laughs> yeah, you know, I actually choose. expected, I'm sorry I'll, uh, to cut off your point, but like I halfway expected when Nick Cage eventually turns the tables and starts ordering the guy around to go here, go here, do this, sit there. I legitimately thought he was going to just smack him when they met face to face and go, how do you like being told to do all this needless bullshit? <laughs> because he literally had him go sit down at a monster truck show for no yeah. reason other than to say, okay, now get up, go to the car. pay for a ticket. Damn. Yes. 
That can't well, be cheap. I read uh, an article somewhere that that uh, and I have to agree where they were saying it's like uh, they worked with uh, the tourist tourism bureau of, of Louisiana. That makes <laughs> so much fucking sense. Well, again, and Cage in the New Orleans obsession, you know, once again, it's like, let's make yes. a commercial for this city and it getting back on its feet and it has corrupt cops and an evil organization runs everything. Yeah. Between the vampires and those organizations. But you know, you know what else New Orleans has, my brothers? Oh, you know what New Orleans has? Oh, it has the Irish investigative reporters, it does. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It has reporter Alan Marsh, a p- reporter Irish McPotato fan, also known as Bill Brasky. Ah, oh, you're red-headed asshole, Bill Brasky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he once was at a stage production at Robin Hood. And when she was eating the cast on stage, he was. I, yeah. His <laughs> semen can turn into a liquid human it can. Oh, Jesus. Every morning I crap the bed. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> That's pretty much how I've been. Why? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it warms it up. <laughs> it's like a poor man's hot tub. <laughs> is it me or the cat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I found out. It was Amber out- Heard. <laughs> I found out that this was well I okay so I read on one thing on on the web but I was not able to uh find any anything else that would back this up but apparently originally Paramount bankrolled the movie and and then they I, saw it <laughs> yeah, I, I think so um, that would explain but, why it took a whole year to come out in this country I mean, it would explain it, but also uh, Toby Maguire was supposed to star in it. Yeah, he's, like, he's one of the producers, yeah. and I'm like, Toby yeah. Maguire, what the fuck? That's the thing. I guess when they pulled out or um, when they were having problems finding somebody to back it, he ended up just producing it. Yeah, well, that's what happens sometimes when you get movies thing. like this in production hell. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, you can have well, films that have been completely shot and they're ready, but they can't find distribution, or they just don't have people wanting to release it yet. Well, just also, like the, the whole system year. seems geared more towards not releasing than releasing because they get their assholes clenched about it and they're worried yeah. about return. And sometimes they don't even want to sneak it out in video, like yeah. a brain brainstorm by Douglas Trumbull with Christopher Walken. Natalie yeah, Wood's well, murder happened, you know, or accidental uh, death, yeah. whichever. Her death happened during that. And her part was pretty much done, like, except for, like, three shots. And the distributor's like, oh, no, no, we can't release it now. And and Douglas Trumbull's like, it's fucking done. Just yeah. get me a stand-in and we're there, you know? Like, But it took two years for that movie to get released. And I can't remember the name of it, but there was a pretty good uh, John Travolta, I think it was, um, oh, cop drama that went through the same thing and just went direct to video. But also more recent was uh, the Dune miniseries that appeared on Sci-Fi Channel. That was made to be a Hollywood release, but no studio wanted to put the thing out. So then they ended up just saying, all right, well, fuck it. Let's make a miniseries out of it. Put it on TV. Damn. And we're still getting a Dune movie. So fuck. Yeah. And now, well, it, it's 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 all it's all kind of funny too, considering that we have all these fucking streaming services now, and you get these shitty things like Bloomhouse Productions that do yeah. nothing but dash off these worthless movies just to fill up the numbers. And I'm thinking like, there's so many like like half done and should have been done movies out there, and th- yeah. but instead we get this. Fuck you, world. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, and like I, I've listened to the um, the blacklist table reads, and they've had some really amazing scripts, and like they they use professional actors and yeah. like for the table reads, and it's I've heard like ones that are soup. just fucking brilliant, but like it, but then you know you get you get this, which like I said, I love the premise. It could have been a great uh, a great movie. But it's the Donaldson it, effect, man. Like, like yeah. seriously, like, like if you've seen Sam Peckinpah's The Getaway, and then you see Roger Donaldson's The Getaway, Sam fucking Peckinpah. This it's is like, like if you took the movie Crash and then put John Woo action in the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, like oh, I, I, I feel like like you guys are right. Like you really hit the nail on the head. That like maybe if they would have been more um, engaging. With the story and like the, the uh, direction you know. that well, you, you got to have an angle. I mean, like, I think I think we keep finding that out again and again. It's like it's like if you don't know what you're doing with what you're doing, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, like I, I feel like the all the shit going on with him and Edwin, the student, it's like, you know what that was? Uh, you know what? I, I, I thought that was like that was kind of like that bit in the Marathon Man. Remember where, where Dustin oh, Hoffman, yeah. like in his neighborhood, he has yeah. all those people who call him creepy and they make fun of him. Yeah. And then he has to rely on them to get him away from William Devane, you know, when the killers are. Yeah. Out and then he pays like, him to go and rob his apartment. And, right. Yeah. I, th- yeah, this, I think I feel like this was like really a really diet half assed version of that. Yeah, which again, it's like, okay, he knocks out the one student or punches him down because he's pissed off with everything going on. Like, oh my God, you're going to get expelled now. And then he goes in, creeps into the school to do some research online, runs into the student, and then he just apologizes to him. And, <laughs> and we don't it's like, see the okay, student we're, ever we're good again. now. Yeah, it's like the student's like, oh shit, you're up for murder, Nicolas Cage? I'm not going to fuck with you anymore. Yeah, yeah. If he's this like, had been a nineties movie, first, his relationship <laughs> with the student would have been like one of the big, one of the big like core things of it, and, yes. and that would have come back in the end. And the student, you know, who seems like a, a rough edged inner city kid, would have come up with a non violent solution. That's that's yeah. what it would have been if we'd had this a nineties movie, and it would still be cool, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be, be <laughs> pissed off. You know. This is for you, Mr. Deliver. It's like, you can call me Stan. <laughs> <laughs> is, what, is that how it went? <laughs> yes. you, guys, yeah. you guys remember that movie Ricochet with Denzel Washington and John Lithgow and Ice-T? <laughs> you remember the bit at the end where they electrify yes. the Watts Tower? Oh that movie God. was awesome. <laughs> Why? Why? I, that's like the good version of this. Yeah, Jaime <laughs> Escalante could have saved some time by just telling his students that he killed a guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how, how do I reach these kids? He should have just he just should have put down three twenties and said that the kids owed him some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Mister Professor Cage, that storage unit's made out of some pretty cheap shit. Yeah, you could probably just back right into it. <laughs> thank oh, you um somewhat kind of sort of not really interesting fact um when they show him jogging earlier on the pebbly trail i think it's the same one that zandali uh, that's what i was thinking too when i saw this just now i'm like oh is he gonna cut in front of a train now too yeah it yeah. looked exactly the same but i can't find anything that that lists you know where that was so hey, i can't Cage, verify put some boiled cherries in your twat 
You know, if you want to see a much better version of a story like this, go and watch Liam Neeson and The Commuter. And if you want to see something even before this that came out that was also very interestingly and well done, go watch Elijah Wood and the Oxford Murders, because at least I that was that. interesting. Oh, that That's good. a really that it's a really fun movie. I mean, this I'm is a great premise, you know, when like when like, there's a bad guy who has you on the hook. I mean, like it's a it, it, it's always it's 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 born fruit many times, like in noir things. Like you've ever seen uh, The Silent Partner with Elliot Gould and Christopher Ooh. Plummer. Oh. That one's like from from like the late the late seventies, and that's one where Elliot Gould is ripping off the bank, and a bank robber comes in, and he's actually able to pin it, his theft on the bank robber, and he winds up getting blackmailed on the, by the bank robber, who kills his girlfriend. <laughs> oh shit! <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, oh. yeah. I I just looked up the uh, Oxford Murders, and uh, is that John Hurt, Donnie? In that that is. Fucking A. I know. A situation like this, you're gonna get hurt. John Hurt. <laughs> <laughs> With Big Al Hurt. Oh, can we just bring him back? It's spelled different. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, it looks like it's uh, streaming on Hoopla, so Ooh, I'm there. I'm knee deep in that Hoopla. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like I'm pretty sure that it's the same trail. Uh, from Zandali. I was just yeah, waiting for them to show the train. Tracks. I mean, given how the Coppola family is with, hey, come on, come over, have some spaghetti. We'll talk about the film. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if Nicolas Cage like, hey, I got a house here. We can all get in. We got locations I'm familiar well, with. Come on. This school won't even know we're which, filming there. <laughs> yeah. Did you know um, there's a ghost here? <laughs> uh. On uh, April 16th, uh, 2011, uh, he was arrested in uh, New Orleans for domestic violence and disturbing the peace. And for saying um, I'm Rick James, bitch. What did she do? <laughs> <laughs> he was drunk as fuck in front of a house, which he kept insisting that they were renting and uh, loudly arguing with his wife, who at this time was Alice Kim. Uh, he allegedly grabbed her upper arm and dragged her over to the house and started hitting nearby cars. <laughs> this he is to our house. We built a home here. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> this Weston. This is my house. I'm bang, bang. sorry. <laughs> I'm his father. I think that's about accurate. But uh, he tried to get into a taxi when a police officer told him to get out. And um, but, you know, they they couldn't find any evidence of violence, so no bruises or whatever. And Alice didn't press any charges and she didn't she didn't, you know, allege anything. And uh, she didn't want him to be arrested. And the witnesses uh, to the event said that Cage was not violent with his wife. So who knows? Just with their but, cars. Yeah, <laughs> I would totally believe him. Son of a bitch, drunk my right antenna. Though. He wasn't violent with her, but he shoved his dick in a tailpipe. I know that much. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've heard stories or read stories about him being a drunken asshole to in New Orleans. uh, To cars. (laughs) Well, like uh, arguing loudly with. uh, Whoa. Wow, (laughs) that's just me drunkiness. That wasn't his poltergeist showing up. 
No, that wasn't. That was actually Nick Cage outside with Nick Nolte. I can hear you. <laughs> Nick Nolte's just like, you're going to eat this trash, you're going to take it out, because I'll do both of it for you. Well, I read a story of like when he was married to uh, Arquette, and he said that, or, or like the, the story was talking about how he was uh, drunk in New Orleans and loudly arguing with her. And then uh, she was like pretty much like fuck this and left, and he proceeded to uh, really annoyingly like hit on these uh, other women uh, or one other woman and <laughs> said that the like called the other one like fat or something like that. <laughs> hey, so- hot stuff! Hey, fat friend! How are you guys doing? I <laughs> damn hot stuff! You fine. <laughs> you know, the, cat, the cat in the hat. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the cat. <laughs> you can go to my beach house and have fruity drinks. <laughs> Just so long as I'm drinking. That's the important part. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I mean, for all we know, maybe, maybe he was abusive, and you know, Alice Kim was just one of those. Um, like maybe she didn't want to, she didn't want to press charges and, you know, I mean, like we, we don't know. And, you know, I, I, I know that, uh, plenty of, of victims like, you know, feel like they don't, they can't say something, but they didn't, they apparently didn't see any, uh, any evidence of abuse yeah. and, uh, the witnesses said that they didn't see any abuse. So everybody got paid off real well. Went, went great. <laughs> And then uh, the witnesses had to go kill somebody else. (laughs) (laughs) The original title was The Hungry Rabbit Jumps. I can't imagine why you couldn't get distribution with a swift title like The Hungry Rabbit Jumps. Okay, one thing (laughs) I did enjoy. It's just surface. The Jaguar rides low at midnight. (laughs) (laughs) It's always a nice day if it doesn't rain, if the sun isn't too warm. (laughs) The penguin flies at night. <laughs> but um, I feel like we just activated some sleeper each other. <laughs> <laughs> are lovely, dark and deep. One thing I did enjoy about the movie was that it does not have a happy ending. <laughs> necessarily. No, it has a crappy ending. It has a generic yes. thriller ending like, ooh, look, this is still going on. Sequel, maybe? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Listeners, if you haven't seen it, uh, uh, well, don't. And, you know, you keep, keep it that way. It, but yeah. um, at the end, he hands over the re- uh, Alan Marsh, the reporter's research. Yeah, to one of his, uh, his buddies. One of his um, Irish drinking friends. <laughs> who was a, also a reporter and then the reporter says the line like after he gives him the the evidence he says the line of the, the hungry bunny jumps eh oh and, wow man the hungry rabbit jumps right i'm telling you whoa <laughs> that rabbit so, right <sighs> the thing is like while watching it i'm sure you guys had the same experience while watching it the whole ending i was like how does he know he's not one of them and, like, shouldn't he be covering his fucking bases here? Well, boy, this is New Orleans. You're damn right that's how it's going to be. Like, this shouldn't he be sending easy. it to, like, multiple places in the world? Oh, well, well, okay, this is this is another uh, this is another thing to point out the technology gap of this movie. Because even though it's mm. 2011 and flip phones were the phones, um, they, so, so they sent him to do the were murder they? of a guy he's told is a, tri- a child molester, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
right? And it's under it's on that wa- that people bridge under the freeway there, over the other freeway. And they're talking about how, uh, well, we don't have the security camera that proves you're innocent. Nobody loaded the tape in that machine. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Uh, I was working in this store with security <laughs> cam at that time, and that was indeed all digital uh, by that point, by the way. Um, well, and besides and, that, and, who the um, fuck is, like, going and, out and there every so many like, hours? Like, to... Do you have that evidence? It's like, I don't know. Did you get me my DVD? It's like, it's like. <laughs> Fun fact, kids, Blu-ray had already been a thing for six years. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have my eight track? Maybe four years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, it's like, did you take a daguerreotype of it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a mimeograph copy I have. Yes, it's just come over the wire. <laughs> but this is this is like watching the movie Cellular, only that it's embarrassing because it's like oh, eight years God. after the movie Cellular. Yes. You know? It's yeah. like, look, I'm going to email this to myself. Wow, technology, right? Gee, you guys, nowadays. Wait, was Cellular the one where he was like calling from a phone booth? Or no? No, 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 no. That, no. That's, that was also that's, that's also from a Larry Cohen script. So you're not wrong for thinking that. That's the no. one where uh, what's her name is trapped in the house by the corrupt cops, and she puts the wires together on the phone, and she manages to get get through this cell phone to that one dude who's really annoying. Yeah, oh, but it's not the right. movie Phone Booth, and it's not 15 minutes. Because <laughs> phone yeah, booth had that ain't, awesome it ain't line. Fifty Shades of Grey. In case, oh, hey, you don't hurt my dick hand. <laughs> yeah, my friend Brianna and I in high school we used to say that all the time. Okay, you don't yeah, so hurt came out my in 2004, dick So that was fucking seven years before this goddamn movie. Oh, cellular, which is really bad, but unlike this movie, it made money. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah. Go watch Cellular, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, to follow up with your, oh man, um, it's going to be really fun, the reviews I found for this, because there's only one that I'm going to be sharing. Uh-oh. Yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> Wait, the horny <laughs> rabbit bumps? What was that? <laughs> yeah, bumps means justice, and humps means reality. Um, uh... Uh, lady lumps. Well, when they established like what was going on, no, they, they uh, oh yeah, like, God. When they like when you you I I have to say that it was kind of obvious like what was going to happen. Like, uh, duh, dude, they're going to expect you to kill somebody else. Like, they have nobody does shit like that for free. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I mean, like you, know, you never you're part of direct domestic terrorist cell now. How do you like it? Yeah, like you never fucking say like if somebody's like offering to to kill somebody for you for free, you never fucking say yes unless you're ready to kill other people. Like, you know, you that's know, just uh, yeah. No, it's, it's, like, it's like so you're gonna kill the guy who raped my wife. Yeah, I'm gonna murder him. Well, I do want him dead. See, it's like. So, so how do I get this done? Well, what you do is you drive around with your headlights off, and the first person who flashes their <laughs> headlights at you, you have to shoot them. That person <laughs> didn't rape my wife. It's how you get into the gang. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like he's just like, oh, so you're gonna kill the uh, the guy who raped my wife for for free? <laughs> and, and cool. You're, you're thinking too. Thank it's like you. it's like wow, he's really got a boner for murdering this guy. Like maybe he should just want him imprisoned or something. You know, like when you're trying <laughs> to do something that Hitchcock already did better with three other films, just don't. Crisscross. Yeah. Well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah this, this is this is Murder at My Friend Larry's by Owen Lift. That's what we watched. <laughs> 
Uh, or cage on a train it's a thriller it's got a twist (laughs) but yeah like i in the the first couple minutes when they established like what was going to happen it's like oh okay this this could be really cool this could be really good and it and, turns out his friend is part of the organization, too. Yeah, because of fucking course he is, and everybody is. Because there's only and, five characters. Yeah. And I was surprised his sister didn't turn out to be... Like, right, yeah, yeah. She's holding, yeah, at the end, the sister's holding a gun to his wife's head, and it's like, it's, like, it's too important to jeopardize, Nicolas Cage. Just don't <laughs> do it. Remember that time you took my Zagnet bar and you ate it in front of me? Remember that? <laughs> I never forgave you. No! Freeze frame seeking justice. How did they get you? They killed my brother. I honestly didn't expect she would be a one person to turn at the end, but yeah, again. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that she was another character that she, didn't need to be there. Well, it's because, she, yeah, yeah she's, she was a throwaway. They're like, should we develop her or anything? Like, no, we'll just That's give her That's literally it. It's like you could be one of those movies where you edit her out and the movie still ends. We the would exact never same know way. she was gone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, the, just the movie's like, like the, what? The it's like about 100 minutes, like with the credits anyway. It's yeah. Like, yeah. In fact, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah the end credits start rolling right at the 100 minute mark on this thing. Yeah. It, it's, it's pretty bonkers. Also, and there's sad. the part where he go he breaks into the newspaper and he's trying to find Alan Marsh's research, and that lady asks him about a point of grammar, and, and yeah, and and, and, it, and it's really funny, and it's like it's like, and they had an opportunity to like make that into a moment, like Hitchcock might have done, but instead she runs to the security guard and it just deflates, and it's like, well then why'd you even do that? Like, cause he yeah. answers her, like why why would he bother to answer her otherwise? Like I'm, I'm the new guy. I'm really um new, you know. Like oh, Alan Marsh, he was a son of a bitch. Ah, uh, you seem much nicer. Th- thank, thank, thank you. Oh, uh, my ex husband, he couldn't stop touching other women. He is a fool. It is his loss. <laughs> We're great here. Uh, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> just, just give me a few minutes to lock it down. <laughs> You're in a cubicle. What are you talking about? Radiation leak? I don't. Know. I would have preferred if he would have just like just gone for it and just leaned into it. <laughs> yeah, no, well, that, that would have given us a cage moment, and it would have been like, oh look, there's some respite for the unrelenting bullshit that is this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, the little misses, like I'm trying to hide from her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, actually, they could have worked that in, right? If there was a whole. A whole theme because they show him at the school being part of the extracurricular activities. If they'd had it so like he was like like in the theater department, you know, like and he's trying mm-hmm. to do improv for the kids and he sucks at it. And then at the <laughs> end he has to improv to save his life. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, professor, you're the shittiest improv guy ever. Yeah, you suck. I <laughs> know, oh, but it's just it's just so fun working with you kids anyway. <laughs> One day you want to be in a situation where you will need to improv. Do you want to work with the organization? Yes. And <laughs> I'm a dog I'm just groomer. away these oranges right now. Your hand's empty. Why are you pantomiming in front of me? Shit, shit. Uh, I'm sorry. Um, you're not that guy we're hunting, are you? <laughs> yes. And damn it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, fun fact though storage units really are made out of cheap shit they really are they, they're just it's just pitiful like you're wasting your fucking money 
I, I, on my security route, there's three different storage unit places that I stop at. So, but <laughs> cheap shit, catch it. I don't, I don't back my Escalade into them though, partly because I'd never drive one. Well, the uh, the wife uh, actually is on a, a show on Netflix that I've been really enjoying called oh. Spinning Out. January Jones is on a show called Spinning Out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it's it's uh, a figure skating drama. You got thing, yourself but in it's a tailspin. Really <laughs> <laughs> but but I re- I also really enjoyed Mad Men. And yes, yeah, I have I, to say I, it like that every time. I, why why do you say I don't get it at all? Oh, I mean, you you, <laughs> you kids it. and your Mad Men and your Breaking Bad and your you TV damn <laughs> uteruses. You're damn uteruses. <laughs> it's not a woman show. Like I know. It's a know terrible what, show. You know what show I no, like? That one? Show. I like Damages Fuckers? with Glenn Close well, no, and, the uh, ending and Tom Noonan. Shitty, but... Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I can agree with damn you. Damn it, Damages with Glenn Close and Tom Noonan. <laughs> Fuck your other show. <laughs> that show was intense. <laughs> okay. Fuck you, Walt. Glenn Close and I are going to get it a place stinks. together and you're not invited. It's... Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, Donnie. <laughs> Donnie is the new Jay Sherman. <laughs> I was actually thinking more mystery science theater, but yes, Jay Sherman. <laughs> oh. <laughs> idiot control now. He idiot control now. He idiot control now. He idiot a poor boy. All I want to feel is the wind in my eyes. <laughs> Buy my book. From the director of Supersonic Man and Pieces. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Uh, do you guys feel ready for my segment? All like three yeah, seconds yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, talk, yeah. Talk about your segment and the fact that we got VD from this movie. What's your segment called? Yeah. <laughs> I want his clothes off, but not really. <laughs> you don't Especially want that old movie. guy from the gas station's clothes off? He's got the hearing aid. It's like, well, since you asked, here, no, let only me take him. off my truss here. Oh, wait, Only cost him. me, babes, getting in the way. Oh, no. My crusty trust. <laughs> I don't you change it usually, as bathing is not my forte. Thankfully, you see no nudity in this. <laughs> you kind of see the side of nudity. January Jones's ass and Cage's ass in the like, director's yeah. there. Oh, God, yeah, I blocked that out because... Well, it's was... distracting and it's awful. It's like that sex scene in Matrix number two. It's like, why is this happening? <laughs> I've gotten to the point with like uh, with Cage and his movies like where um, I was also audible about that while watching it. Carlo was working behind me because I was just like, That was right like, on the, the director's credit, though. The, like, the sex scene came up and I was like, <laughs> like I don't want to see it. Like, I just what, if, don't. what if they just lingering on it, right? And there were like bed spring noises. And it was kind of like, uh, <laughs> uh, like, are you, are you, no, no, hold on. No, no they're, they're not going to David Cronenberg that story this. again. No, no, I'm almost. <laughs> No, well, uh, when he has like any steamy scenes now for me, it's like, <laughs> ew. <laughs> well, yeah, it's not like he got all ripped like he did for uh, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Long yeah, gone are wow. the days of the boy in blue. Yeah, yeah, no, he's yeah, he's not. Yeah. Gonna, you know what? Why why didn't he make a Rambo type movie? Everybody else was back then. God yeah, damn it, really that would have been so boss. Why didn't he team up with Jean Claude Van Damme? I know, right? Oh, <laughs> Stay away from his right leg. 
<laughs> they could have made a prison escape movie. <laughs> oh no, look out, Cage! Bolo Space Ewing prison. is coming for us with his kung yeah. fu! That's okay, I gotta take it care of. No more Mr. Nice Guy. So we have no no more nudita? No nudita. But well, uh, do you feel ready to face this bitch off? After I give this very ceremonious oh. review. <laughs> yes, please do. Which I really was specific in choosing because it was made in 2013. Okay. And the title was Maybe If You're Incredibly Bored and Desperately Need to Watch Something. I present a table read. <laughs> First of all, to everyone writing that this movie is unpredictable and for individuals who like watching movies where they can't figure out things until the end, what the heck did you watch? Because this movie was full of tired cliches and incredibly predictable. If you couldn't figure out what was going on to happen, I just, I don't understand that. Your Let me tell you. I'm very disappointed. <laughs> Let me tell you, I am not ashamed to say I love Nicolas Cage movies. Most of the time, even the ones that are so bad, they're good. They're usually good. Fun, action movies. And if you're looking at this movie, that's probably what you're looking for. Or you're lost. You won't get it here. This movie was so boring and so lame. January Jones is cute as a button, but can't act her way out of a bag. And this seems to rub off on Cage. He's usually a lot better, but trust me, his acting was still good and the best part of the movie. It was just a bad script, bad direction, with some bad acting thrown in. A really bad script. Please don't waste your time or money. If you absolutely feel compelled to watch it, find it on HBO one day, and then you'll remember... <laughs> and then you'll remember that I was right and tried to save you that anguish. <laughs> Everything else is literally just this movie sucks. I couldn't play it on my machine or this movie was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. Well, like I felt like it was uh, it, it like it, it's not necessarily bad acting. It's just yeah. flat as fuck acting and like just the flat as fuck uh, script. Yeah, yeah. I just, again, it's, it's why I said there's Hitchcock in The Wrong Man was a better movie. But well, I, Hitchcock in anything. Yeah. Well, almost anything. Yeah. <laughs> this thing just tried and failed horribly. Or like the um, uh, Strangers on a Train. Like if you if you yeah. want th if you yeah. like this premise, then check out Strangers on a Train. Yeah. Um, so you feel like facing this bitch off now? I, I got one. What you Adrian? got? So, uh, my version, it's still set in New Orleans, but for some reason, New Orleans looks a bit like Vancouver. Uh, <laughs> uh it stars, uh, Michael Ironside as the professor. Uh, Patrick Magoon is Simon. Uh, Merlin Chambers is the wife. Uh, Peter Dvorsky is his school chum. Tom Skerritt's the cop, and Joe Silver's the yeah. reporter. Wow. And Donnie kind of guessed this early on, because, yet yeah, my version's directed by David Cronenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Nicolas Cage nuts. <laughs> there's, there's, there's room for that. You know, like, can, can you imagine? He's sitting I'd there in the, the waiting room at the hospital after his wife's, you know, been taken in. Yeah. And, like, you know, like, he turns away, and behind him, the guy's sitting there, you know, just like, like he appears, like Satan, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you got a problem. 
I thought you were going to take this in a Lars von Trier's uh, nymphomaniac direction and say that he just goes to a vending machine. You see his balls as he's like jerking it. <laughs> like, I have a nervous boner. I got to get rid of it. I got to work that money. Adrian's going off to stand on the corner and earn his keep. Man's got to eat. My my face off. <laughs> so I just talked about him in uh, our la- latest episode of uh, Ben Nobs and Broomflicks. So he's Ooh. been in my mind and I think that he's going to fix it. Um, <laughs> my director and writer is Mel Brooks. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. Will as uh, uh, the the cage character is played by Leslie Nielsen. Oh, <laughs> His wife Laura is played by Madeline Kahn. Damn right, fucking course. <laughs> Naturally, it's been a while, and um, uh, so obviously we have she to go back in time for bone this. Structure. Um, and for Simon, I have. Mel Brooks. What the fuck? <laughs> it's good to be the the leader of the ring, the murder <laughs> ring. And uh, no, in fact, I'm very well. I have Jimmy played by Chris Rock. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I fixed it. That would fix it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I think we have a running theme in that if you give movies to directors and not hacks, good things happen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but of course, like uh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't be raped in the the story in his story. But, oh, <laughs> but they they might like uh uh I I don't know like myrtleize her. <laughs> yeah, you know you get West Madeline in a funny right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have said that. I'm glad you said that instead of raped, but in a funny way. <laughs> yeah. yeah but, yeah, but this time, just just hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> On the subject, no, I'm not got a, a special guest who's a rapist. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Now, now, give us your input on this. <laughs> Are we getting canceled yet? <laughs> well, We're covering the whole a, story here. Mine's a little simpler. Oh, oh it's yeah? directed by the Wachowski siblings. <laughs> and Will Jurd is played by Elijah Wood. Laura is Ellen Page, Simon is Willem Dafoe, and Jimmy is Terry Crews. Hey! (laughs) I wanted to make a profit. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Uh, Yeah, a version of this that made money. I'm wondering if I should have actually gone with uh, Dave Chappelle for for Jimmy. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I made my version just because I like Patrick McGowan. Yeah, not, not that against uh, Chris Rock. I li- I like I like him, but uh, Dave Chappelle's more on brand. I for, went on uh, the Irish guy Mo theme Brooks. with that one. I am not a number. <laughs> I am a free man. <laughs> they never followed up on the Irish guy theme. Maybe like like a neon uh, that was just out of somebody. fucking nowhere. Wasn't that yeah, random? Yeah, it's like, weird. hey, look, like we got that that model we got for the one scene on the bridge who disappears instantly. He had red hair. Let's make him super Irish. 
And I love yeah. how they, he, like, he, for his wake, they have a, his fucking badge. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was, that was, that was pretty high on the risk. convenience uh, scale right there. Yeah. <laughs> Just, we left the keys to his house. <laughs> like, that reminds me of the shitty fucking zombie movie we were in. We're like, yeah, we're going to have food Ugh. for everyone. It's like, oh, what do you got? Like, uh, Hormel chili and cut up hot dogs. <laughs> oh, do you have any buns? No. Wow. They didn't, <laughs> oh. Buns? It's like, no, stick your faces in there because we don't have plates or spoons either. You are <laughs> monsters. <laughs> also, to further tell people why this movie was fucked up and not to see the movie we were in, the director literally stole food from donations because oh, yeah. they didn't want to pay to feed the people on the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And plus, like, I helped with the uh, with the uh, makeup and like special effects that one night that we were in and like I didn't get any credit. I wasn't credited as an extra. Well, your name was also misspelled purposely. The movie failed so hard though. It's as if he was, was erased by God. No, I'm pretty sure I wasn't credited. No, you are. They just misspell your name. <laughs> yeah. I'm Rind- I'm okay with it because like Lobberts. I don't want to be known for it. Yes. <laughs> I like the last thing I want is for people to judge me by that fucking movie. You know, we'll make that a Patreon guys, exclusive. If you pay us a hundred dollars, if you pay us a hundred dollars, I will give you my director signed copy of that movie. You have a director signed copy. <clears throat> Why? Why did you support it? Jesus. Because that was the only way the guy would have done an interview it. with me on fate or MySpace back in the day. You did an interview with him. I wanted to, but he oh. suddenly inconveniently found himself filming possible locations in L.A. For that sequel. Yeah, for the <laughs> sequel in his trilogy that never happened. Again, oh, again, this movie was basically erased by God, right? The, the aliens from The Forgotten made sure that nobody saw this movie or even remembers it. <laughs> Like, like this movie has so little chance of ever being seen by anybody ever or ever even being picked up streaming. Like it would be just like the shocking coincidence of the age would were anybody else to have ever heard of it. Of course, you're talking about seeking justice. And yeah, not that's, that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got me. I mean, no, seeking, seeking justice. There was a perfect venue for that film. They should have released it, released it directly to Lifetime or the Hallmark Channel because that's yeah. its level. It I will give this movie credit. A, I had never heard of it before. I I, I had because yeah, it was either. actually televised. Oh, it, was, it actually did get televised. So I saw like the last, I think, 30 minutes on TV, like way the hell back in the day. And then uh, later it was on Netflix and I was watching all the bullshit that was that Cage had on Netflix at that time. So I saw it. I saw it in its entirety that time. Uh, it's it opens it opens with a guy uh, with, with the reporter like on his little palm quarter uh, video with, with a tape uh, interviewing the guy about the about the about the justice organization or whatever the fuck it's called. Right, right. And it does the thing. The that, that, and for for some reason, the screen's at an angle, even though we're supposed to be seeing it from the point of view of the screen. We got the pixels at an angle. And it does the thing that all Hollywood movies do when they're showing when they when something's supposed to be filmed on a camcorder, which is which is completely disconnected with reality, is that they have a red blinking light next to the REC. Yeah. It's a black and white display. There's never a red light and there's never anything <laughs> blinking. That's not how they work. I've used so many camcorders and none of them have ever been that way. Where the fuck do they get the idea that this is a thing? Just like how it could, like, like how in movies, like somebody will be typing on a computer and all of a sudden the computer will be making all these little beep noises. 
It's like, man, either your shit's broken or you set up some really annoying sounds. Thank you. Well, well it's the yeah, same thing that's... with putting streamers on the grates for air conditioning to let you know that there's no <laughs> oxygen in the room because now the streamers aren't moving. It's like yeah. nobody puts streamers on their fucking exactly. thing. I think that's that's a that's a 1950s carryover right there. You know, it's like, what, yeah. what, just like this. Still, they will still use the trope where they try to keep a person on the long line on the line longer to trace it. It's like. You don't actually have to have a person on the line a certain amount of time to know where the call came from. The phone company knows. Mm -hmm. They know that right away. They, they, there's a yeah. record. You know, it's like yeah. sorry, that, that, was, that was never that thing about tracing the call. That was just this is, it just isn't true. But that was just the way for the camera to be like, "Hey, I'm here. Hey, hi." I mean, like, like, <laughs> like, like, like you. you know, there's, there's, there's so many better ways to incorporate visual components and cues into your film. You know, like having symbolism and cues know. other than signs saying not to use your cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, like, like in well, the 1950s, you know, like there was like, there was, there was sort of like, like, at least for the smaller films, there was sort of a golden age of cinema, you know, and like people would use shadows and they'd employ composition and they'd have obstructions in the shot that wouldn't, camera wouldn't just be shoved up their nose all the time. You know? True. Uh, do you feel ready for Cage or Busey? <laughs> I'm ready as I'll ever be. Oh, I need me a piece of bottom <laughs> land. Oh, I expect. All righty. Uh, here's, here's the answer to last week. <clears throat> this actor has played multiple instruments, including the drums, and has even played with a band on a record. Was that Cage or Busey? The answer... <laughs> it was Gary Busey! <laughs> that makes sense, actually, since Gary Busey played Buddy Holly in the Buddy Holly story, and he did a great job. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't awesome. want to say uh, guitar, because, you know, that would just give it away. Well, yeah. No, I mean, like... But yeah, yeah, he's... Uh, and I know that uh, Cage learn as far as i know he only plays the mandolin and he learned for the um captain corelli's and he's got a tune up first though yeah <laughs> and he sings i gotta how you say do you sing <laughs> uh the the new one for this week is who came up with the quote it never gets dark within your spirit was it cage or was it Busey? i think it was my spirit animal it never gets your dark within your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, humanity's really good at heart. It never gets dark within your spirit. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys find any sort of fucking wisdom in all of it was, this? It was, uh, it was, uh, any, uh, you, you can get anybody to help you if you lay down 320s. Because mm -hmm. we're all God's children. <laughs> um, Donnie? Uh, just don't just don't <laughs> just don't. i mean that's our usual wisdom really you know you, yeah. I, I got the end the end's running on here now and they're in that abandoned mall i'm like man abandoned malls are cool why wasn't this cool at all yeah, how did you manage right? to suck the coolness out of something that's inherently cool once he said in the abandoned mall i was like oh shit yeah in an abandoned mall you gotta set up the yeah. abandoned mall where are we on it's like oh you heard that there was another motor in the abandoned mall yeah the whole <laughs> scene with the action that came out of nowhere with the shootout in the mall it reminded me of the movie the show spaced 
Go watch the show Space <laughs> because there's a space. great episode where they're outside being hassled by some <laughs> young kids and yes, suddenly Simon yes. Pegg acts like he's pulling finger guns out in slow-mo <laughs> yeah. and everyone breaks out into a slow-mo gunfight. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what this movie amazing. turned into. Yeah. It except it wasn't so... as fun. Yeah, 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 oh, very very much. Like mo- most of our movies you could just go watch Space instead. Yeah. I think yeah. that's space a safe was one. like as near perfect a show as you can get. And we yeah. were, I was just talking to somebody on Twitter about it uh, today. Oh, so, perfect. Is it perfect? Timing. You think it's better than all you being served? I see how you are now. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> my wisdom, I, I keep coming up with wisdom. Uh, <laughs> but, coming uh, up with love, but it's so slashed and torn. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, ob- the obvious wisdom is, you know, uh, nobody's going to kill somebody for free for you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep, killing ain't free. Cost a buck five. <laughs> and but a show is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if Edwin applied himself as much to class as he does scamming the school, he would accomplish anything. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, also, Edwin was our sometimes... Real hero. <laughs> teachers just need to hit a kid and kill a man to get respect from their students. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty uh, lenient school district. You could punch a student in the face and it's just a three week suspension. I mean, wow. <laughs> Anytime you want some vacation, just punch a kid in the face. I'm kind of glad that our, our teachers didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, no, there was Mr. Uh, Snow, was it? Or the our science teacher. Mr. Shock? Yeah, Mr. Mr. Shock, Shock, yeah, where he told everyone, he's like, I just want you all to know that if I ever feel in danger, it's like, I can beat you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's how you know you got one of the good ones. Oh, he used to call his class shock therapy. And um, he would would sometimes like explain certain things with the science of like, uh, you don't you don't want to mix this and you don't want to mix that because that's how you make a bomb. Boom. <laughs> you don't All right, hold on. He was also here. crazy as shit because he said that he was developing a crystal run computer for NASA yes. that won't be released to the public for another 40 years or so. Yeah, his oh, mistake shit. was letting NASA buy it before like taking it to uh to like any big companies like I I yeah. he also apparently go. slept with a country Can't singer talk. but didn't yes. want to announce her identity because he wanted to keep her name safe. He would let us guess, but like he she was Chris Gaines. Tell us who. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was fucking awesome though. He was intense, man. But um, yeah, uh, yeah. Shout out to to Mr. Shock. <laughs> if you're listening, y'all wanted that good one. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. Why is he driving <laughs> Audi? Where did he get that Audi? And good night, wherever you are, Miss Habershaw. Our <laughs> friend Brianna in high school, she followed him in the hallway one time and said, I, I see you there, sugar that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so where she can the people find us? Anyway, <laughs> where, where are they going to find us? Like a, <laughs> we should edit that out. Um, please, please, please listen, follow, rate, and review Cage's Kiss, especially on Apple Podcasts. And go over to Podchaser. Right now they have this uh, amazing thing going on where uh, for every, uh, on Podchaser, for every review uh, on episodes or on shows, uh, they're going to donate a portion of money to Meals on Wheels, 
So uh, go over, do it now. It's awesome. And if you can uh, help us with some reviews, that would be amazing. Um, you can also check out our stuff on YouTube and check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash cages kiss. And uh, remember, you can find us on Facebook and on Twitter at at cages kiss. You can visit our website at cageskiss.com and you can write to us at cageskiss at gmail.com. Uh, check out my other show, Bed Knobs and Broom Flicks, where we cover uh, your favorite witches in all stories of all types, all genres. And uh, we also cover heroic and just plain awesome animals in our favorite familiar segments. Adrian, what you got going? Oh, hello, everyone. This is Adrian talking. <laughs> uh, you can still find me on DeviantArt as Leo the Fox, L-E-O-T-H-E-F-O-X, all run together, all one word. You can find me on my Patreon with the same thing. There's special stuff on that Patreon, but you got to give me a dollar to find out what it is. And also, I'm on the YouTube under A.A. Smith. Drop by and give me money. <laughs> Donwald? And I'm Unreal Goals on Twitter. I'm also the boy who blew over on Pornhub. <laughs> and I'm apparently recovering and not going to die. So I've got that going for me. Yay! I like that part. I'm getting better. Let's <laughs> all not die. <laughs> You'll be hearing from us next week when we cover Trespass, which oh. you can find streaming on Hoopla, Voodoo, Tui, or Crackle. That movie yeah. should be in a box set with this movie. Actually, it's it's in a box set I got with uh, Bad Lieutenant and uh, <laughs> and Stolen. It belongs oh, wow. in a museum. <laughs> yeah, you belong so in a museum. <laughs> Uh, so this but, movie has been January Ascending. It's about how January Jones discovers that <laughs> she has a lineage of power. <laughs> and until then, what's that got to do with my cage? <laughs> Who dad? Come on. <laughs> COVID out. I could eat a page for hours. Please. Kiss me. I'm Midnight Agent Raw. And I'm Okami. We are the Super Media Bros Podcast. And each week, we give a comedic take on all forms of entertainment, such as movies, music, video games, television, and much more. So put your shades on and listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Shades on. We're on. <laughs> <laughs>